Hey, what's up? So, oh, I'm a little sick today, which I apologize for. If I uh, cough on this podcast and stuff, that's uh, that's what it's from. So, yeah, just got a uh, you know short little lunch break today. So, thought I would actually jump on and post this podcast, which I haven't in a while. So, uh, welcome back. It's good to. Good to be back. Good to see all of you guys. Appreciate you being around and all that jazz. So, yeah, uh, today we're going to be going over these principles that I try to live by uh, that are based off of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So, I guess I'll just kind of go through some stories and talk about what I've seen on my end in terms of how these apply. And hopefully you guys get something out of it too. So the first habit that Stephen Covey talks about is being proactive. And the crux of being proactive is recognizing that you have the control to do something. Right? You're not just an object that gets acted upon and everything is just, you know, creating your life and influencing your life. And there's like nothing you can do about it and stuff like that. There's always something that you can do to I, I don't know, change things, make things better, that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, this is kind of an interesting one because in terms of, you know, losing a loved one and things like that, it doesn't feel like there's anything that you can do, you know? It's not like you can go back in time and save them or bring them back to life or anything like that. So you have to work in the realm of what I guess you're capable of or what you can control and really the only thing that's left is you and your emotions and what you believe in and stuff like that so I was thinking about that the other day just in terms of like you know well if I want (laughs) to if I want to stop being sad if I want to stop being like just you know enveloped in this in this sort of grief and stuff like that what what can I do to help get out of that to help sort of improve and grow and move on and things like that and honestly not a lot of answers um i did not have this crazy epiphany that helped show me what would make my life amazing and you know turn a new leaf and stuff like that um honestly it just kind of came down to i I guess what i like to occupy my mind with and what i think about because what I want to do is I just want to sit down, think about my wife, not really do anything, not get back into the real world or anything, just sort of live in this like fantasy world where, you know, she's still here and things like that. But that's not that's not good for anyone, especially me. So I need to figure out something else to think about, something to like occupy my mind. And a lot of that comes down to just other people. Right? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, okay, listen, writer. Uh, that's pretty dangerous. First of all, people suck, and they do. I don't care who you are. There's always evidence of that. And second of all, I've tried that before. It didn't work. In fact, I got somewhat hurt from trying to care about other people. So I would much rather just continue to watch reruns of The Office while working remotely for Tesla. And I get that. I think that's understandable. I think that's a natural reaction. So like, if you're there, not a big deal, right? I think the important thing to remember here is that it's important not to ever give up. You know, even though you have taken a chance on other people, even though you have gone out and tried to be of service, try to be charitable, things like that, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out. 
and well, not sometimes, but at least once in your lifetime, it's not going to work out, and you're going to end up, you know, just like kind of stuck in the mud, and it's going to suck, and it's going to hurt, but don't ever just like stop altogether, you know, like take some time to reset yourself, sort of recenter, sort of slow down and just re-engage on what your, I guess, compass is, what your foundation is, and then go back into it, you know, even if you start small and just, I don't know, smiling at people, which is my thing. Well, that's not fully accurate. My thing is trying to wink at people when I see them because I like to be eccentric like that. And honestly, it's kind of fun to see the reaction. Like, you know, when my couple's walking down the aisle of Target and you make eye contact with the dad and you just kind of give him a wink and he just totally resets wondering why some guy in a leather jacket is hitting on him. But that's a small little victory that I sort of use for my own personal reasons. And it's how I'm starting small. It's how I'm starting small to try to do something to, you know, get back into the real world and that kind of thing. And that's actually a good point to sort of hit off of in terms of foundation or I said compass. So when we look at a compass, the idea behind a compass is that there's always a way to find north. North is your static. North is never moving. That's your, what What do you want to call it? That's like your anchor, right? You know it's always going to be there. You always know where north is, and you can use that to gauge off of whatever direction you want to go from there. Of course, this was, you know, back in the day when people used to use this for sailing on ships or navigating the great unknown and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you got Magellan, Christopher Columbus, those guys definitely had compasses. And knowing that they had something that could show them where north was is what allowed them to navigate and explore and go on these wild, new, crazy adventures without getting lost or hurting themselves or things like that. So if you use that analogy for your own personal life, you got to figure out what your north is. you got to figure out what your compass is, right? And... Whew... I think about like what mine is, I oh, should know off the top of my head, but I think, I think the main one that I would say is, is probably, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want to say like, uh, you know, family protection, things like that, but you know, really, really, I think it comes down to love. Yeah. You know, what, I'm going to double down, and I'm commit. I'm going to commit to that. So, my compass, my whatever anchor north thing that I always continually go back to, and that I know is never going to be there and always solid, is love. Not just you know, love for a romantic partner, but love of self, love of humanity, love of hobbies and life and wonder and days and experiences and things like that. Because there always, always, always is something to love and I know that's super cheesy I don't care because I believe in it but really if you look down at it and you sort of strum up just a small smidgen of gratitude you can find something that you appreciate and that you love about your life or what's around you and things like that not to be well not to force the metaphor but think about all the poverty and like even slavery and stuff that's going on in Africa and things like that and they're actually growing as a population now this is just inference based on data back in like 2007 so don't quote me on that but 
based on data from 2007, Africa is building as a population, which means that people are sticking around. <laughs> they're not dying. They're not depopulating or anything like that. They're continually growing people and family and connections and stuff like that. So why? The only reason that they have to continually live and not just, you know, go off on this whole mass uh, cancellation or whatever is because there's something there to love. I don't know whether that's love of the wild or love of their family or love of just, you know, being able to breathe. I don't really know exactly what it is without consulting them and what they appreciate, but something is keeping them alive. They gotta love something. And that's, I don't know, that's what I use for my compass. That's what I'm believing in, that someday, somehow, there's gonna be something to love the same way that, uh, same way that I love my wife. It sucks because it's going to take forever. But in the meantime, the only thing I'm concentrating on is the people around me. Like my neighbors, right? So I've got these neighbors. I think I've talked about them before. I've got this like five-year-old kid. Super cool. He's different. And not in like you know, he had a cord wrapped around his head when he was a baby, but more of like, he just, he, he's very like closed in and focused on things a lot more than other kids his age and that kind of thing, right? And dude, I love that kid for that. I mean, seriously, he's the coolest kid ever. He's what, five? And this kid knows how to read and can whoop my butt in Mario Kart, which is slightly frustrating, but also I just have to be amazed by it. And yeah, hanging out with him is kind of a big deal. Same with my brother and my family. Like, we took my, uh, we, we took my younger, older sister to Disneyland. Oh, uh, this is like the first time. I think, you know, she went back when she was like six or seven, but, you know, doesn't really remember it. And she's like 32 now. So, we took her down and she loved it. I mean, she, she freaked. She went off talking about how much fun the rides were and stuff like that. And like, it was just, um, absolutely amazing to kind of see that and being one who can facilitate that that's sort of what I'm trying to focus on and that's what I'm like putting my belief in love towards so yeah apologize guys I'm kind of uh, <laughs> kind of fading out here for a second because honestly what it comes down to is what it comes down to that's a good question I don't know we're just we're still missing something you know what I mean like being proactive and having an anchor and a compass and stuff like that yeah that's good but I don't know it just feels like I'm trying to spin my wheels or I'm, I'm trying to analyze and, and sort of logically think myself out of a problem or out of a mindset, and I don't even know what it is. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what I'm upset about. So, that's fun. And trying to get on a podcast and tell you guys how to live by principles and apply them in your daily life just doesn't make any sense to me when I don't have any proper examples of 
me exercising that, my own personal. So I guess we're just going to sit here and think about it for a second. Maybe talk ourselves through it. Well, and talk you guys through it as well. I, <laughs> I know you're still out there. Don't trust me. I didn't forget about you guys. And uh, figure out exactly what we're going for. Because, yeah, there's grief and stuff like that. And, like, here's here's what it comes down to, right? I mean, there's there's still plenty of moments where I think about us being married. And, and it, just, it just makes me angry that that's no longer a thing. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where or how to find peace, you know? And it's so frustrating because I know it's there. I know it's right there. I, uh, uh, shoot, Jesse was talking to me the other day about one of her friends. And her friends, okay, you think my life's rough? Let me give you, like, a taste of what's going on here, okay? So, like, she uh, got married and divorced within, like, eight months. Her dad got diagnosed with cancer and then 11 days later died. So that was out of the blue. Nobody was ready for that. She lost her job. Uh, there was something else that happened that I can't remember. But seriously, she was just going off on all this. And you know what she did? Do you know what she did? She know, you know what like her reaction was? She, and keep in mind, this has all happened within, I'd say, like the last 18 months. So I don't know whether this is like a recent thing or whether she started this at the beginning of that 18 months. Whatever. But she went out and she got her master's, or she's, she's trying to get, not even her master's, it's her doctorate. She already has a master's. She's going back to get a doctorate, despite all of this stuff that went down, right? And that's the kind of person that I want to be. That's the kind of person that I want to emulate, is the kind of person that can get up and still go out and do amazing things, regardless of the situation, or regardless of the tragedy or the heartache and stuff like that. And Trust me, I'm tired and exhausted, and the thought of trying to do something like get a master's, or for me, take the LSATs, or, you know, anything along those lines, even getting out of bed just to go say hi to family, or go do hobbies, or things like that, right? Because hobbies are awesome, and you love them, and they make your heart feel full, but thinking about getting out of bed and actually doing them sometimes, it just becomes a little much. So, yeah, that stuff um, is all the same things that I'm sure that she's experienced through this uh, situation. And yet she's doing it. She's just going for it all out. And not only that, but she's like, yeah, so I still have my faith. I still believe in God. I still believe that everything's going to turn out okay and that there's going to be a happy ending and things like that, which is just phenomenal. I mean, seriously, major props to her and how she's living her life because I am not there, uh, even though I want to be, which I'm sure you guys want to be there as well. You know, the whole, I think, crux of everything that we're trying to do is – achieve whatever vision that we have for the end of our lives, right? Or live in frustration about not having a vision. Like, my vision is to have a family and to build, protect, create that family and be able to, like, see them live better lives than what I had, right? I mean, I'm kind of the end of the line. My, my whole family is uh, gone and just sort of falling apart. I mean, they, my mom and dad, they only had me, right? So there's no other siblings that can carry on the line. And even the, like, step-siblings that I have and stuff like that, it just is not coming together. I mean, you know, the whites aren't exactly going around and taking the world by storm. So it's kind of up to me, and I want to be able to be that person to basically get our family back up on the map and have my kids live a life where they get to worry about self-development and growing in terms of people. So, for example... 
maybe joining scouts or being part of clubs in school and stuff like that. Like I would so much rather set them up for worrying about that kind of stuff than survival. And so many people I've met have had a childhood where they have had to survive. It wasn't about building yourself as a better person. It wasn't about achieving merit badges or starting a business or even learning how to drive so you can start a carpool. It was how do we get through the next day without getting beaten or yelled at or hurt or destroyed. And that's not, no. That shouldn't be normal. That's not what love's about. That's just, I don't know, unchecked aggression. So, yeah, eventually we're going to get to the point where, I guess we're, we're building stuff. We're getting to that point where, you know, we're doing what uh, Jess's friend is doing and going out and looking at, like, doctorates and stuff like that. I'm just saying, there are people out there that are doing amazing things that are still going through stuff like this or have gone through stuff like this. So, you know, just know that, again, you're not alone. Like, you're not the only one that feels this kind of pain, and it's normal to feel the pain, and you can freak out and carry on and drink or smoke or whatever to just, I don't know, get through it again, survive. But on the flip side, also keep in mind that there are people out there that are going through the same thing and still thriving and, you know, taking life by the horns. So whatever you have to do to survive, just remember to come back at the end of it, you know? Because there's still a lot of life to live, and you're part of it. So don't, <laughs> don't like, snuff yourself out or, you know, hide under a bush or something. Like, let your love light shine and stuff like that. Even if the love life means that, you know, you listen to, like, corn or ghost or bad bunny. I'm not saying I'm judging you. I'm just saying that it's wrong, so... Yeah. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Also, that's a joke, by the way. If you guys listen to that kind of music, don't take what I'm saying for gospel. Just do whatever makes you happy. As long as it's, you know, motivated by love. And that way, we'll all be able to achieve the prize at the end of this. So, I know you guys are doing your best. Just keep at it. Keep doing it. And you'll get there. I know you will. But yeah, I think that's all I got. So, thanks for joining, guys. Have a good one.